Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Five hours until kickoff in the England-Ukraine game, as you know... As happens every couple of years, I'm fully on board with Euro Fever, and I thought we'd have a little foreign language lesson. Would you like to know how to say it's coming home, but in Ukrainian? You bet you would. Unfortunately, I'm not talented enough to do that. But with the help of Google Translate, we can will the England team on tonight. Are you ready? Yeah, it is! It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Great songs, Sigrid and Mirror on Wizard Radio. Before that, Dua Lipa and Love Again. Good afternoon. My name is Alec Feldman and this is my radio show. This is what we do every Saturday, three till five. Thanks for hanging out. Let me paint a picture for you. A lot has happened in my life this week. A lot has changed. I've moved house. Except I sort of haven't moved house. I live in the exact same house. I'm just one floor up. I was in the basement, but now, now everybody, guess what? I've graduated to to the ground floor. Only only temporarily. I'll explain everything later. It's a bit of a mess. But at the moment, I'm now exactly one floor up from where I would have been sitting this time last week. And oh, I'm literally going up in the world, but it's a world of difference. For a start, I've got massive windows. The windows are huge. I haven't had this much daylight all year. This is amazing. Um, I feel like a plant that's suddenly able to photosynthesize again. It's wonderful. I'm lapping it up. And the windows, they open all the way. And oh, it's, it's quite the dramatic change. And I'm currently surrounded by basically all of my stuff in boxes on the floor. It's a complete tip. Um, I have no idea where any of my stuff is. I've just got like the important stuff. Phone, laptop, um, microphone and deodorant and that's basically it everything else who knows probably don't need i could live just like this if i wanted to so that's my situation i'm one floor up from where i was i'm now above ground and it's it's kind of all right um it was a difficult process i think i'll fill you in on that at about 10 past four because there's a lot there's a lot i want to tell you about because it's a weird thing moving but not really moving and yeah all the details coming up about 10 past four also on the show, I would like to talk to you about Pasta Bake. I've done an experiment. I've done it in the name of science and mostly convenience. In about five minutes, I'll tell you exactly what I have done with Pasta Bake. Cardboard boxes coming up, lateral flow COVID tests coming up, Harry and William, bottom set PE, a 60 second guide, what's going on. That's the sort of the menu, if you like. That's what you can pick and choose from on the show today. Hang out with me for half an hour, stay for the full show. I don't mind either way, but make sure you get the podcast if you do leave early. Thank you very much. Music-wise, I've got Olivia Rodrigo on the way, and I've got uh, Bella Porch. And I would like to tell you, before we go any further, about the best and worst things in the world this week. We do this every week. It's just a little rundown of what's on my mind, kind of. Uh, this is the thing that seems to be on my mind, actually a lot of people's mind at the moment. I feel a bit like... I'm just sat here waiting to get COVID. (laughs) I don't know if anybody else feels the same, but so many people I sort of vaguely know at the moment have it. Like you go on Instagram 
every time you go on Instagram, there's a new person posting a picture of their positive test and being like, oh, got to isolate if you've seen me get a test. And I've mentioned this quite a few times before. I really don't want it. I've, I've spent basically the last year and a bit trying to avoid getting COVID because it sounds rubbish. And I've had one Pfizer now, but I don't know how much protection that actually gives you. And so I'm just sat here looking at everybody falling like dominoes and going, will I be next? Like, is this hay fever or is this COVID? Am I allergic to dust or have I gotten this illness? Who knows? Um, so that's that's what I'm hating this week. Just the wait for either vaccination part two or getting struck down. Uh, so I wish me luck. I would imagine there's probably a fair few people listening right now who either have it or are isolating because they've been in contact with someone who's had it. So my respect and thoughts with you at this difficult time. Moving on to happy things, though. Best thing in the world this week. Uh, like I said, I'm fully invested in Euros mania now. And I watched the full England-Germany game the other night. All of it. Full 90 minutes plus extra time. I was sat in front of the TV. I was glued to it. And as you know, I don't do football except for major international tournaments. So that is quite unusual for me. And on the camera at one point, I think just after Germany lost, they put a shot up of this, this little girl, um, a Germany supporter, who was basically crying with her dad, which is quite sad because Germany lost. And people were making fun of her on the internet. But now, because somebody felt bad that everyone was making fun of this German girl for crying, for, for some reason, I don't really know why, they've decided to raise some money for her. And I think they've raised over £20,000. So, is that a testament to the power of human kindness or just weird people doing random things on the internet? One of the two, but I mean, that's, that's cool. I wish I could get 20 grand for not doing much. I cried loads when I was like a baby. Nobody ever gave me any money. I feel very hard done by it. I should have done it on the telly. Then I'd be minted by now and I wouldn't be living in a basement. Well, not anymore. Not in the basement anymore. Uh, the other best thing in the world this week, someone I'm always obsessed with. You remember Dominic Cummings? I talk about him a surprising amount, all things considered. He's, he was the guy, he used to be a government advisor, and then he drove to Barnard Castle when he had COVID, and he was like, I'm just testing my eyesight. Him, that guy, with the, the hundred tweet long thread going in on Boris Johnson. His latest musing on Twitter is about Britney Spears, and I always find it weird when he talks about normal things because he's just this figure who seems to only care about politics and science and whatever it is he's interested in. So when he talks about going to clubs in Europe or freeing Britney, I find it really weird. And he is he's fully supportive of the hashtag Free Britney movement. An unlikely supporter in a high place, Dominic Cummings officially supports hashtag Free Britney. Who knew he was such a fan? Okay, coming up next, I've done something in the name of science, and I would like to share my results of this experiment with you after Olivia Rodrigo and Good For You on Wizard Radio. Olivia Rodrigo and Good For You on Wizard Radio. Coming up, Bella Pork and Tate McRae and Peach. I'm Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. Done an experiment. In the name of science, I like to think that one day, one day, not yet, a long, long, long time away, in like 200 years, when I'm gone, I would like to donate my body for scientific research. But in the meantime, uh, I might as well do it whilst I'm, I'm here and kicking about. So I've done some science. A lot has happened in my life this week. The whole moving upstairs thing uh, means I've been very busy. And sometimes when you're really busy, you lose time to do important things like shower and shave and brush your teeth. I did all those things mostly, uh, but also cook food because I, you know, I'm out here on my own. My parents are at home in London. They can't look after me. So I'm just here trying to balance all of the things I normally do with stuff like shaving and eating. And it's quite difficult sometimes because there's so much to do. So much to do. And because I was really busy this week, I sort of knew that I probably would have time to cook proper food. And so instead of being like, oh no, I'll just live off pitter all week, I planned ahead, I was very forward thinking, and on Sunday night, I made a massive, very, very large pasta bake. Pasta bake is 
I mean, it's just one of the best meals you can make. It's really simple, it's really quick, and it tastes good. Who doesn't love a pasta bake? And I made a very, very large one on Sunday. You know what I did? I ate it every night for dinner for four days straight. Science. That's what I am doing up here. I'm doing real-life scientific experiments to see what happens when you eat pasta bake every day for four days. So let me tell you the the sort of the observations and the outcomes from this this big experiment. So first up, uh, day one, I made the pasta bake. It was fresh. It was warm. It was tasty. Very good. Happy days. Now the second day, I stored it on the counter overnight because it was too hot to put in the fridge and the, the dish doesn't really fit because it was too large. So I heated it up on day two and you know what, it still had quite a lot of its day one flavour. It still had some of the day one texture. When I put it under the grill that like crisped it up again. So it was nice, it was decent. And again, it was quite enjoyable almost to revisit the pasta bake. You know, day one, it was nice. Day two, it was like, oh yeah, I'd have that again. Cool. Um, on day three of the pasta bake, I was a little bit bored of it because I'd had it for the previous two nights and I don't really like having the same thing for tea all the time. So that was slightly dull. And it had been refrigerated, which had kind of made it go a bit, I don't know, like a bit... Not hard, what's the word? Like, chewy. It had got chewier since it had been in the fridge. And kind of drier, I think. And even when I put it under the grill again, that just felt like it dried it out more. And it was a bit, like, sticky? Is sticky the word? I don't know, really. It wasn't quite as nice and fresh as it had been on the previous two days. Uh, coupled with the fact that I was a bit bored of it. It was it was a disappointment, I've got to be honest. Um, but there was still some left. So back in the fridge it went for day four. I don't know the rules on how long you're allowed to keep a pasta bake in the fridge for. And how many days it's healthy to eat it after you made it. But we made it to day four. Um, I did a quick inspection at this point for, you know, anything that shouldn't have been there. Sort of fluffy green stuff. But no, it was good as new. Was, well, not not good as new, but it wasn't. It hadn't gone mouldy. Reheated it again, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't what it was on day one. By day four, there was sweet corn in it. The sweet corn had gone a bit weird and chewy. There was onion in it that had also gone a bit weird. The pasta had gone all claggy and not that good. And the cheese that had melted on top was just kind of burnt from the grilling. So, all in all, by day four, wasn't that tasty, was kind of bored of it, and maybe it was on the turn. I'm not sure it would have survived necessarily to day five. And that, my friends, is an experiment that I've done in the name of science. So you don't have to. You never have to try and see what would happen if you ate a pasta bake for four days in a row. Because I've done it. I can tell you that it's actually okay. I've survived to tell the tale. It didn't have any adverse consequences on any other aspects of my life. And it did save a lot of time on the actual cooking, which was very helpful. So I might do it again at some point. One day, not yet, not now. I'm not ready for another pasta bake week, but maybe in a month, in two months, whenever I've got a hectic, wild, crazy lifestyle that I lead, massive pasta bake, four days straight, and you'll be fine. It's all good. That is the conclusion of this scientific experiment. I'll be writing up my findings and publishing it in a reputable journal near you at some point very soon. In the meantime, this is Peach, symptomatic on Wizard Radio. And symptomatic on Wizard Radio. Truly a song for the times in which we live. Alec Feldman here. Hi. Bella Porch, Tate McRae coming up. I had a, a weird moment this week. Um... I don't know if it's a sign of any kind of higher being or what, but it was very, very strange. Um, As mentioned, I mean, I've only been on for like 25 minutes and I've already mentioned it a million times. I'm moving house. I I sort of moved house, but I have to move again in a week. It's it's messy. It's really messy. But that's kind of how it goes, because even though I'm not a student anymore, although I like to think I am, but I'm not. I sort of, I feel, I still live in like the orbital of students. I know lots of students. I live in a massive student area in Manchester called Fallowfield. And because of that, the end of June, the beginning of July, 
everyone always moves out because that's how student renting works. If you've not done it, if you're not there yet, basically, you move in on the 1st of July, you move out on the 30th of June. There's always a weird crossover bit where you're like, well, where do I live for this, like, hour? Um, and basically at this time of year everyone's parents end up coming down and moving stuff and people are getting boxes and chaos every year same dates and so that's going on in my life and the life of various people I know at the moment and I got sent a message from one of them and it was a, a picture that they'd sent me and I opened it up and it was a picture of a cardboard box that they'd found and they found the cardboard box behind the Nando uh, because you can just go to like Nando's and they'll basically give out their spare cardboard boxes so that you can move for free it's very nice of them and this cardboard box that he'd found behind Nando's he zoomed in on the the address and <laughs> I'm just looking at the video of it now and the address and the name on this, this cardboard box that was in the bin behind Nando's was me. He'd found a cardboard box in a bin behind Nando's that had my name and address on it. How on earth did that happen? I'm more than confused. I'm baffled. I'm gobsmacked. <laughs> um, because... It's like a five-minute walk from where I lived at Nando's, but the the like the date on the the label on the box and the address that was on the box was somewhere I was living over a year ago, and it had somehow ended up in a bin behind Nando's in June 2021. What does this mean? Is this some kind of sign? Is it an extreme coincidence? Is it a divine intervention? What's going on? Number one, how did it get there? But number two, how did someone I know <laughs> randomly find it and pick it up? It's, it's, it's just a lot of coincidences and it's blowing my mind and I, I'm dying to know how it got there. I don't remember when I threw it away or what, but it was there. And it ended up, of all the hundreds, thousands of students that live in Fallowfield, somebody I know ended up with my box. That's crazy. This is either a really crazy story or a really boring story about a cardboard box. I'm not 100% sure which one. But um, the lessons, I suppose, are that I should really take off all the labels of my stuff before I throw it away because I do not want to get defrauded. That would be quite bad. But it's weird. It's a weird coincidence. And I enjoy a weird coincidence. I enjoy uh, a sort of a moment of, hmm, is this a coincidence? Or... Is this the Lord at work? <laughs> um, it's, it's probably a coincidence, but you know, you never know. You never know. So on the show this afternoon, if you don't mind, I would like to hear stories of your things, your possessions turning up in unexpected places. This might be niche. I enjoy doing this once in a while. I'll put a question out there that's so specific that we'll either get loads of amazing answers or we'll get a couple of amazing answers or worst case scenario we get nothing so help me out here let's make sure we don't get nothing because i've got a radio show to fill have you ever found something of yours that you thought had gone missing or that you'd thrown away or something and it's just shown up sometime later in a completely unexpected place in a freak act of coincidence or chance or something else Ooh. <laughs> Um, if you've got a story like this, maybe this is too specific, but we'll find out soon. Send me a message, please. I would love to hear it. 07807 183 538 is my phone number. You can text that. You can get in on the DMs on Twitter and Instagram at WizRadio or by email station at WizardRadio. <laughs> I can't talk. Station at WizardRadio.co.uk. That is how you get in touch with me. When have you found one of your possessions? in a very, very unexpected place. Let's see how this goes. Tate McRae is coming up, and this is Bella Pork. Build a babe on Wizard Radio. Live from a slightly funny-smelling basement in Manchester, this is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Khalid working. Bella Pork, build a babe before that. Alec Feldman on till five. How are you? Have you had a nice week? I'll play you Maisie Peters next, and Olivia O'Brien is on before four o'clock. We'll also do what's going on soon. 
But now I'm talking about it's either a freak coincidence, probably, or an act from a higher power. A friend of mine who lives in Fallowfield in Manchester was looking for cardboard boxes around the back of Nando's because they were moving. And in the bin behind Nando's, they found a cardboard box with my name and address on it that they'd found. My name, don't know how it ended up in that bin, even less likely that they would have ended up finding it, but here we are. And they sent me a picture and I am shook and I have no idea and I'm quite impressed. And I want to know when something of yours has turned up in an unexpected place and Adam has sent a message. Thank you, Adam. I've got a really funny story related to this. He says, good. I, I was worried that I'd crash and burn and there'd be nothing, but Adam has a funny story. So we're all right. Thank you for saving me. He says, um, when I was in primary school, I had a teddy bear that I would take everywhere with me other than school, of course. Well, yeah, you don't want to get horrendously bullied for being a kid that takes a teddy bear to school. Honestly, he says, uh, you couldn't separate me from my teddy. You probably see where this is going. I lost it, of course. We didn't know where or when it got lost, but one evening I went to grab it. It wasn't there and I burst into tears. Well, that's, that's tragic. I'm, I'm so sorry. We never found the teddy bear again until one day, two years ago, six years after the teddy bear got lost. I was at a friend's house after school, a brand new friend, and they had my teddy bear in their house. They'd picked it up somewhere, didn't remember where, and kept it as their own. What a conspiracy! Oh my god, that's amazing. It, it's definitely your one and not a bear of a similar description. 100% your teddy bear that you lost when you lost it, they found it and took it in as their own and looked after it. That's actually quite lovely. That's a, that's a really cool, lovely story. But the big question, obviously, that you didn't answer, Adam, is when you discovered that they had your former teddy bear, did you demand it back? Or did you say thank you for looking after it and giving it a home for all those years uh, as a gesture of my gratitude please keep it forever which was it or were you just like no give it back you thief i would like to know the answer to that but maybe maybe that's one for another day um what's i gonna say i think teddy bears are ones that go missing a lot I remember I've been I've been on holidays where teddy bears have gone missing. Not mine, like mine maybe mine, but mostly my sister. And uh, did did that one get found? I feel like there's been a few times. Sometimes they show up, sometimes they're never seen again, and it's it's a bit tragic, um, which is a bit of a shame. And uh, Benny, <laughs> Benny's been on <laughs> um, with a, an interesting message. It's quite short, quite sweet. He just says, my dad showed up once. That was quite unexpected. <laughs> oh, so many questions, not enough time. Thanks for that one, Benny. Uh, but basically, Adam has won that topic, I think. Nobody other than Adam and I guess Benny have a question, have an answer on things showing up in unexpected places. So I found, I found the limit. I found the absolute ceiling for specific questions I can ask on the show. So there we go. There we have it. I know I've learned my lesson. Coming up next kids are getting too clever for their own good uh, i'll tell you how after Maisie peters this is psycho on wizard radio Maisie peters with psycho this is wizard radio with alec feldman happy saturday afternoon to you thanks for hanging out what's going on is on in about five minutes time uh but first you know how the co- covid is weird at the moment <laughs> this is a weird stage of the pandemic that we're in because cases are kind of going up i feel like i said at the start of the show everyone seems to have it at least everyone my age i'm just sat here waiting trying my best not to get it but i hope i hope i can hold out because getting getting covid at this stage would be quite embarrassing we've been in the paddock for so long but despite kind of you know it going through the ceiling through people our age i guess um the the sort of the stats that matter like hospitalization stuff they're okay and also like we're obviously not really in a lockdown in any meaningful sense so it's a weird it's a weird stage but schools are having a particularly hard time at the minute because basically every class is considered a bubble 
for COVID purposes. So a class is what, 25, 30 people? And if one person in that bubble gets COVID, you probably know this better than I do, the whole class has to isolate for the 10 days. And so now basically everyone seems to have COVID. That's happening quite a lot. I think I've read something like 350,000 kids are off school at the moment because someone in their class or their teacher or something has got COVID. It's crazy, absolutely crazy. And those numbers are, I mean, they're huge. (laughs) The disruption to education stuff, mad. But, and here's the but. What if some of that 350,000 is maybe telling a little fib? Maybe, not not all of them, not most of them, maybe some of them are getting their classes shut down falsely, let's say. Because on TikTok, people are making videos where they show you basically how to hack the lateral flow COVID tests that you get given. You have to test twice a week and they've got the, they're these little, you know, the ones you do at home. They're not that fun. I do them twice a week. You stick it up both your nostrils and that's horrible and it makes you cry and sneeze and then you stick it in your tonsils and that's horrible. It makes you want to gag and then you, you dip it in the little solution. You put the solution in the, the test thing and then it runs up and some lines appear. One line is good news, two lines, bad news. Except these people on TikTok have been not swabbing themselves, but putting in a random combination of things that they found around the house until such a time as they find a combination that will make the test show a positive result for COVID-19. And obviously because they put it on TikTok, loads of people have seen it, loads of people are trying it, and now loads of school kids, maybe you're one of the people that have tried this, are faking positive covid test results and sending the pictures to their teachers from the school and saying oh i've had a positive test i can't come into school and the whole class has to isolate and just like that through a fake test they are getting their entire class shut down i mean it's genius it's exactly the kind of thing that you would expect people to do i don't know why it hasn't happened sooner in the same way when zoom lessons were a thing people were coming up with loads of ingenious ways to get out of them It's just impossible, even in the pandemic, to get kids to just knuckle down and (laughs) do what they're supposed to in school because they're geniuses. Always find ways to get out of things. And the latest is these fake COVID tests. And obviously, the school can't really force you to take a real one or prove it, can you? So send them a picture. That's that. And all of a sudden, 30 people, 10 days, chaos. So uh, I would say a begrudging respect for that it's very impressive even though it's probably really really annoying for loads of people credit to you that is that is pretty genius i might try that next time i have to do something i don't really want to do um on the way next on the show we'll do our game every saturday afternoon what's going on that's coming up after olivia o'brien and no more friends on wizard radio olivia o'brien and ollie sykes of bring me the horizon fame that is no more friends on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on until five o'clock. Hello. Thank you for hanging out with me. It's time to play What's Going On? Every Saturday afternoon, we play a game that gets the creative juices flowing. Stimulate your brain. Even though it's the weekend, you can still think about stuff and be creative. That's what What's Going On is all about. I play you. A clip of something that I found just somewhere in a dark corner of the internet and I play it to you with no context whatsoever I don't tell you where I found it or what it is because I want you to do that I want you to tell me what's going on that's why it's called what's going on usually it's chaotic it's confusing it's messy it's noisy and this week it seems to be quite angry so let's have a listen to the clip and then I will tell you how you can get involved Come on! Huh? Play, mate. You're doing him. You're doing him. So I'm hearing a lot of anger. I'm hearing anger. 
I'm hearing swearing that's obviously been um, bleeped out because it's four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm also hearing some honking. And I think I can identify maybe two, possibly three distinct voices in that. That's what I'm hearing so far. We've got horns, we've got swearing, and we've got anger. Anger! They're really angry. But what about? Who are they? Why are they angry? Where are they angry? What's what's all the honking and the swearing about? I would like you to come up with that answer for me. If you have any theories on what that clip is actually of, then send them my way. 07807 183 538 is my number. 07807 183 538. You can text me on that whenever you like about anything, but specifically for what's going on. You can email station at wizardradio.co.uk. You can slide into DMs on Twitter and Instagram at wizradio. We're playing what's going on. All I need you to do is come up with an answer for what is happening in this clip. Go on! Fair play, mate, you're doing him. You're doing him. But who is he? What's he doing? Why is it fair play? What on earth is happening? And why are they so angry? And why is there honking? I would love to know the answer. If you think you can work out the answer, then get involved with what's going on this afternoon. 07807183538 on text at WizRadio, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, station at wizardradio.co.uk on the email. This is what's going on. This is our game. We play it every week. And I will give you the answer and read out some of your guesses before the end of the show at about 10 to 5. Good. Still on for another hour. On the way, I have been talking about this basically for the last hour. I moved house this week. It's not a, a proper move. It's like a temporary move. I've got up in the world. I was in the basement. Now I'm in the first floor of the same house. I have a lot to tell you about. It was a stressful experience and... I've learned a lot from it, so I want to share that with you in about 10 minutes' time. Casey Lights is coming up. That Ed Sheeran song that's new that's really grown on me, Bad Habits, is playing next. But now, two minutes to four, let's get a news update. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Good song, Casey Lights and Leo Stannard with Cold Light on Wizard Radio. Ed Sheeran, Bad Habits before that. 10 past 4. Good afternoon. Thank you for listening. It's Alec Feldman here. Um, Bill and Ted and Doja Cat are coming up soon. So I've mentioned this basically. I've been on for an hour. Hour and 10. And I've basically mentioned this pretty much in every every time I've talked. I am in the middle of a very, very messy living situation. I moved house this week. But it's not a proper house move. Because my house, the, the basement flat that I lived in before, it ran out. The thing ended three days ago and the place that I am hopefully going to live if it all comes through um, from next week I, I haven't actually sorted it out yet because it takes way longer than I thought it would this is what you've got to look forward to um, when you become a student and when you cease to be a student it, it gets quite difficult and so as a sort of an interim solution I had to call up my landlord and be like, um, I've slightly messed up. There's going to be a week where I might be homeless. I was talking about this on the show the other week, and honestly, it nearly came to it where I did have to call on you lot for favours, but it, we didn't get there in the end. My landlord helped out. She was like, well, you can't stay in the basement, but I can let you stay upstairs for a week. And so here we are. We've literally moved from the basement to the ground floor. And you'd think that would be an easy enough process, but still very complicated i'm quite a last minute person i left a lot of my packing to the last minute i was doing a lot of it sort of on the day that was challenging walking loads of stuff up the stairs even though it's not far it still feels like a lot of effort that was a tiring day a lot of physical activity was done and now like i said i'm just i'm here in this room which is very nice it's big and it's got massive windows and that's a real novelty like i can see i can see the sky before the view out my window I could see the fence and some bins. Now, if I look out the window like I'm doing right now, I can see the sky and a tiny bit of tree. 
And I genuinely believe that my well-being directly correlates to whether or not I can see any trees out the window. And now I can see a tree and I already feel a lot better. I'm like a plant. I just need to photosynthesize and I'll be fine. So it's very nice to have moved off in the world and to be in be in this upstairs bit for, for a week. But it yeah, it's a big, big old mess. Hopefully I will have somewhere to move because I've only got this upstairs until Thursday. Yeah. So that's not stressful at all. And then next week on the show, I'm sure I'll have loads of stories about how horrible it was moving house again. Who moves twice in a week? That's really not fun. But it's interesting. There was a bit of a crossover where when we were moving up here, the people who lived here before this week were moving all their stuff out. And so we got to meet them and stuff, and they seemed nice enough. But how can I put this? Their living standards are not the same as my living standards <laughs> and that'll make me sound like a proper snob but I'm not I'm not like the cleanest person in the world all the time but I have like a baseline where I'll be like okay this is too messy I'm gonna have to clean this up but they they're a bit dirtier than we are I think <laughs> without wanting to be too brutal and so it, it was not necessarily in the state you'd like it to be which is weird again if you're if you're doing the student thing you'll know this if you're not yet doing the student thing that you will wonder you'll come to discover this this is the first law of moving house which is everywhere you leave will be spotless but everywhere you move into will be filthy how does that work explain that one to me because whenever i leave a place because i want my deposit back i always make sure it's like clean and spotless and tidy and beautiful but then whenever you get somewhere the person that was there before you, they have never bothered doing the same. And so you just feel like you've cleaned for no reason. Although on this occasion, I have to say full credit to my housemate who did all the cleaning and I basically got away doing nothing. So it was a nice treat. But our little basement, it was beautiful. And then up we came and it was not in the best nick. There were some frozen like beans and veg just kind of on the floor. And that was nice. There was some underwear men's underwear that was hanging off the door handle in the bathroom I mean that's that's really nice and possibly the weirdest bit that's confusing me by the way we did I don't think we touched the the underwear it's kind of I don't know it's on the floor now but I don't want to go anywhere near it yeah gross um, but the weirdest bit in the living room there was a jar of salsa on a rug upside down and when the people vacated who lived here before they were quite content <laughs> to just go and leave their salsa upside down on a rug why i don't understand <laughs> i have so many questions okay number one what, do you is that where you keep your salsa do they always keep their salsa upside down on a rug question one question two why is it upside down and question three why did they not think when they were moving out so we could move in? Oh, I better go pick up that salsa and at least put it on a surface instead of just leaving it upside down on the floor. What? Why? What goes through people's heads? Are they just like, oh, they can, they can deal with the salsa. Is it hiding something? Is the salsa upside down to cover up a horrible looking stain? Well, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I wish I knew the answer, but it's strange. The salsa, I think, has since been binned. The underwear, like I said, remains on the floor. But it's just... It's an odd experience. And now, here I am, living with all of my things just in boxes. And I've got the bare minimum. I've got a laptop and a phone and this this microphone that I'm talking into and everything else. I don't know where it is. Have I lost it? There was a point, <laughs> there was a point the other day where I did think I'd accidentally lost all of our toothbrushes. But uh, they did show up, which was a relief. But I think... I think of like shower gel did go missing it's a mess it's a mess and i have to do it all again in a week and i'm really really not excited about that but um in a way i kind of really do hope i have to do it again in a week because if i'm not moving again in a week then something's gone horribly wrong and i'll end up living with all of my things in boxes in a bus stop so let's let's cross our fingers that this comes through because it's an odd time to be me and here I am just in, in some random person's bedroom that's now mine for a week. Strange times, strange times. So that's the big move, the big move upstairs. I've got it out. That's all the story. So now you know, so we can move on and I'll shut up about it. Because a big mo moment happened yesterday. 
Prince William, Prince Harry, they were reunited. And I might have a little exclusive for you coming up next after Bill and Ted and Mae Muller. This is when you're out on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, I'm Alec Feldman, and that was Bill and Ted and Mae Muller with When You're Out. I'm Alec, how's it going? Doja Cat is coming up and Maniskin off of Eurovision, that band. But listen, yesterday there was the unveiling of a statue that's been made of Princess Diana. It would have been her 60th birthday and a statue was made and it was unveiled and present at the unveiling were her two sons. So if you don't know who Princess Diana's sons are, Prince William, the future King of England and Prince Harry, the best friend of Oprah Winfrey. And they were both there to do this big unveiling and there's been so much media coverage of this because obviously Harry went on the telly didn't he and did his big interview with Oprah about why he left the royal family and how horrible they were and all that stuff and as you'd imagine I don't think that's been very well received and so all of the press have been like Harry and William what are they going to say to each other what are they going to say are they going to get on are they going to talk are they going to make up and uh, I mean the easiest job in the world I think is to be a royal correspondent because you can just make stuff up they can be like oh yeah their bond they're, it's severed forever they'll never be the same again and people will pay you to say that or you can be like well yeah I think there is real hope for reconciliation between the pair especially as they unveil this statue people go around saying all these things they can't all be right but if you want to make a few quid quickly then that's the way to do it just become a royal correspondent I think but I've got one better Instead of blindly speculating on what may or may not have gone down between Harry and William, I have some contacts, may or may not be in the Secret Service, and I've got obtained a secret recording. Because loads of people have been doing like the whole lip reader thing, or body language experts, all of that rubbish, waste of time. I have got the exclusive secret recording right here. So, without any further ado, let's roll the tape and see what Harry and William had to say to each other yesterday. It's it's you. Uh, All right. Hello, hello, brother. Uh, It's been a while. Yes, 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 it has. Uh, You're you're looking well. Thank you. You're you're looking quite bald. Uh, well, it's it's the jeans there. They're not the best, but um, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. How 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 have you been, brother? Oh, well, you know, just the usual. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, of course, yeah. And you? Uh. Well, just living living in America, you know, with uh, Megan and the baby, Lilibet. Oh, 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 yes, I forgot you. You had a you had a, a baby. Yeah, well done on that, brother. Nice one, mate. Yeah, yeah, thanks. You watching watching the football? Uh, yeah, yes, I was actually I was actually there the other day with Catherine and Darcy. We had a wonderful time. What about you? Uh, uh, no, no, we uh, we can't afford the uh, the sports channel since we got we got cut off by Dad. So um, no, we're not watching the football. No, uh, well, it's a shame. It's a good good game. Uh, it's it's coming home, I believe. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So uh, no, no statue, isn't it? Um, uh, yeah, yes, yeah, very, very, very well made. I'm very, very happy with it. I'm looking forward to unveiling it so the world can see our, our mum. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, very, it's very shiny. I like shiny things. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, very, very good. Um, uh, so, um, how, how's the wife? Yeah, she's okay. She didn't fancy coming, obviously, because... You're all, you're all quite racist and you would have been rude to her. Uh, excuse me? I I deny any accusations of that kind. That's outrageous. You haven't changed a bit. Listen, they asked questions about my baby's race. This is not okay, William. Oh, uh, hang on. Uh, there's, there's a camera. Quick, smile. Smile. Looks like we're having a nice conversation. Okay. But you're... 
you're an idiot, and you, you don't care about this great institution, and, and I want you to go back to America, and not come back ever. I never want to speak to you again. You're a disgrace. Smile. I hate you too. And that's where the recording stops. So there we go. Now we know what went down between Harry and William yesterday. It sounded quite awkward and tense, to be completely honest with you. So anything you read in the tabloid press today, ignore it. It's all lies. Only I have the exclusive scoop right there. This is Doja Cat and The Weekend. You're right on Wizard Radio. Doja Cat and The Weekend with... You're right. I think that's how you say it anyway. <laughs> Alec Furman on Wizard Radio. Hi. What am I going to play? I'm going to play Griff. I'm going to play you that new KSI song. And Eurovision winners Maniskin are on next. I'll tell you a bit more about them in a second as well with a little 60 second guide. You're welcome. I've had an idea. I'm properly into the Euros. Euromania has hit. It's probably something to do with the fact that England are currently doing quite well. Um, I didn't watch the first game. I watched half of the second game against Scotland. Um, I can't remember who, who was the third game. I can't remember who the third game was even against, but I don't think I watched that. But I did watch England v Germany this week and quite enjoyed it as a person that isn't really that interested in football. I had a nice time. I was getting into it. I was nervous. I was excited when England scored. It was, it was quite nice. I can see why people like it in moderation. Um, but the fact that the Euros are currently going on and also the fact that Wimbledon is currently going on and Andy Murray's sort of battle. I mean, he's out of it now, isn't he? But he was like battling just to just to compete with people who were supposedly a lot worse than him, lower ranked anyway. That was sort of quite inspiring. And as a result, and the fact that, you know, we've had like three lockdowns and none of us are in the best shape right now, I don't think. I'd love to do some more like exercise and sport. I really would. I do running occasionally. I've sort of forced myself to like running now and I can just about do it. But it's not it's not my favourite activity in the world. It's a bit boring just going to the park, isn't it? So I need a new thing. I want a new thing. But the trouble with sports, and I found this at school, is that people who do sports do sports. The problem with sports is largely the people who do them, I think. No offence to you if you do sport, because I'm aware I'm probably insulting quite a large proportion of you right now. But let me let me explain myself. I'm not the fittest person in the world. I never have been. I've never been that into exercise or sports or competition, really. I'm not that competitive. So when it comes to sports, none of that really speaks to me. And the problem with that is that lots of other people who do sports are all of those things. They're good at them and they're competitive. And they don't take very well to idiots like me coming along and being rubbish at them. This is why PE at school is generally quite miserable. But there is an exception to that rule. The most I've ever enjoyed sport and exercise and all that kind of stuff was many, many years ago when I was in bottom set PE at school. And I wore that like a badge of honour. I loved being in bottom set PE. PE4 we were called because it was set 4. And there wasn't that many of us. There was about 8 of us maybe. And we all just didn't want to be there. We all hated exercise. We all hated sport. And we just messed around for a couple of hours a week. And the teachers found it frustrating and hilarious in equal measure. And, I mean, it was beautiful. It was a great time. And I genuinely had so much fun in those PE4 lessons because none of the idiots who were all competitive were anywhere near it. They were all in the higher sets. It was just us getting on with it, having a nice time. And when we were playing stuff like football, that's when it really, it really felt kind of special, which sounds bizarre. But it did because nobody cared. We'd be playing football... Nobody enjoyed it. Nobody cared about the result or winning. Nobody really knew the rules. I'm pretty sure at one point we did play a game of football where you were banned from running. <laughs> That's the level we were working on. And it was just the best. I miss it so much. And I want to recreate that because I think that's the kind of environment where I would be really happy to do exercise and sport without all the competitive idiots getting in on it and being like oh my god what's wrong with you so here's here's my idea i would like to re-establish bottom set pe but for people who don't do pe anymore we'll call it the bottom set pe club 
and basically it's like a, a sports club you can join maybe like a football team or something but all competitiveness is banned that is i think the main rule of the bottom set pe club you're not allowed to be competitive if you're even slightly competitive if a teeny tiny part of you even vaguely wants to win and cares about the outcome you booted off you're off the team sorry not allowed that's not how we roll i think that would be really good because it would be like a a safe space for people who are terrible at exercise to do exercise with other people who are terrible at exercise and have fun i think this is a great idea i would love to give it a go but i can't really do it by myself can i <laughs> because i'm just me i'm not a football team and so i i guess what we're doing at the moment we'll call it the preliminary stage where we're just getting some expressions of interest to see if we're if this is an idea that could actually work so you know my number 07807 183538 um and my email address station at send me a message right now if you're interested and include i guess some of the the following information i would like to know obviously who you are and i guess most importantly what you could bring to this bottom set pe club to play football or other sports in a completely non-competitive and nurturing environment what can you bring um have you got have you got the snacks have you got some inflatable goal posts have you got loads of mates who'd like to join in what what will you bring to this club that would make you a worthy member and generally i suppose what are you the the best at being rubbish at in sporting terms because i think that'll help as well we'll know what we can play together let's let's bring back bottom set pe for a new generation and redefine exercise and health and fitness and sport i think it'll be genuinely great so if anyone's keen 07807183538 what can you bring to the team if if it's good then you're in and if it's not then you're probably in anyway because the more the merrier we're very inclusive and remember the one rule competitiveness is banned so if you don't think you can stick to that I'm afraid you might not make the cut, but let's see. Let's see if we've got any expressions of interest. Um, send me a message. I'll read some out. Tell me what you can bring to it, and we'll see where we go from here. Right, Manskin coming up. Day one, Eurovision, and they're charting, and this song was blowing up, and so I thought now would be a good opportunity to tell you a bit more about them. I've written a guide. I've done lots of research, and here is my completely factually accurate guide to Manskin. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. Maniskin were the Italian entry for Eurovision 2021. They became quite famous, yes because they won the competition, but maybe gained more notoriety because of what happened shortly after their win. Damien, the lead singer, was caught on camera allegedly sacrificing a hamster as part of a satanic celebratory ritual. The camera in the venue cut him just at the wrong time and his bandmate kicked him as if to say hide the hamster we're on the telly but it was too late as twitter was all already all over it eurovision announced they would launch an official investigation and the band issued a statement denying they would ever hurt an animal because in fact they were vegans and there was no satanic sacrifice of a hamster that is what the official investigation did eventually conclude there was no sacrifice damien was actually showing his band members a magic trick uh, their Eurovision win was upheld, and if anything, this confusing incident helped to enhance their reputation even further. That's Manskin in 60 seconds, and can I just say for legal reasons that that was completely made up. Everything I said was a lie. Thanks, bye. Don't say. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. Wizard Radio with Griff and one foot in front of the other. Manskin, and I want to be your slave before that for Eurovision. It's Alec Feldman, KSI and H coming up. We will conclude what's going on before the end of the show. Um, but at the moment, I am taking applications for a new thing that I want to set up, which is like uh, a cross between a football team and a PE class, except it's the equivalent of the bottom set. So everyone's a bit rubbish, nobody cares, and the absolute golden rule there is to be absolutely no competitiveness. Competitiveness is banned. It's actively discouraged. Anyone caught being vaguely competitive will be removed. 
That said, it'll be a very friendly and welcoming environment if you'd like to. Just because I think I'd like, to, I, I think there's loads of people out there. I'm one of them who would love to do more sport, but can't be dealing with people who do sport. That's basically it. Team sports, anyway. So, solution: just set up your own team where everyone is on the same page and nobody's allowed to care. Uh, Josh has got in touch. I'm totally on board with this, Alec. He says, "I'll be the one who's like a great supporting character." There'll be some classes you don't even know I'm there, but others when I'll do something that really makes the class. I won't speak the whole time, but I can promise you, every time I do speak, around 80% of the time, it'll be something that makes you laugh. Every class needs one, and I think that's the role for me. You know what, Josh? That is an invaluable role. It often doesn't get appreciated, and it's sort of, a lot of the time, it's something people wouldn't want to volunteer for. But I love that you do because it is an important role. That's the role that makes people's days. That's what makes it special. You're so right. So Josh is bringing occasional good banter, a hundred percent of the time, eighty percent of the time. Uh, I think, from what I can work out, he will be on it with uh, the good jokes and creating the vibes, the atmosphere, and that's what we need because it's all about having fun in this imaginary bottom set PE class for people who don't do PE anymore. I like that. You're in. Josh, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Mia has already started her message on a slightly concerning note because she says, I actually quite like PE, but I think that every bottom set needs at least one person who does like PE, but is categorically bad at it because I'll be the one that the teacher likes the most. So when you lot are all messing around, I'll be able to calm the teacher down and keep them in check. The teacher will think I'm on their side, but actually I'm on your side. So everyone can have their best time, and I'm also really not competitive, which is why I think I'm actually not that good at PE in reality. Oh, I'm. Listen, it's uh, everyone's welcome, Mia, but I'm worried that you're sort of trying to play a double agent here. What if you're really on the teacher's side? I mean, is it going to be a teacher, or will this be like a, a sort of anarchist, self-run PE class? Because again, some of the best PE lessons of my school career were the ones where no teacher actually turned up and we got left to our own devices. That was a good time. I think that was when we ended up playing the football when you weren't allowed to run. It was banned. Oh, mate. Yeah. So Mia, Mia will make sure that everything, you know, be a bit of a kino for the actual PE just to make sure that the rest of us messing around can get away with it, which I think actually is a good addition as long as she's not like a double agent who's secretly on the teacher's side. If there's going to be a teacher for this this PE class that we're setting up. Um, Daniel has been on. This pleases me so much because one of my favourite PE teachers, oh, sorry, one of my favourite PE lessons that we do every year is the cross-country race. You just run around the field at school for a whole lesson. I don't really get the point of it, but we need to do it every single year. It's my favourite lesson because I'm rubbish at cross-country. All of us rubbish people, we're just hanging out at the back, lagging behind everyone else, having the best time. We just walk around the school for an hour, there's great banter, we all just know our place in the race. We'll never win, we don't care enough to look pathetic whilst trying. I'll be one of the hangers-on in the back. Daniel, oh, you're speaking my language, I completely understand. It's, it is about dignity and failure, because there's nothing more tragic than the people that were rubbish at PE, but did kind of try to be good at it even though they were rubbish like just embrace the fact that you're bad join us join the dark side in set four you don't want to be in set three set four is where the good banter's at because we're all self-aware we know we're rubbish and we don't care that's where the fun is had and daniel completely buys into that so daniel congratulations you're on the team you've made it into the bottom set um i don't know where we'll go from here because i suppose we're all quite geographically spread and are we allowed to do stuff with COVID? I suppose we are with COVID, but also, do I have time to organise this? Probably not. But listen, it was a nice idea, and I wanted to see if there was any enthusiasm for the idea, and there clearly is. So there's something in this. I'm just not sure exactly what yet, but I'm telling you, bottom set PE for adults is, or like late teens, it's the way to go. It is the way to go. Coming up, what's going on? And then we will do that after KSI. This is Holiday on Wizard Radio. KSI and Holiday on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on it until 5. 10 minutes away from Mars Mikulski. But there is just about enough time to finish off this afternoon's game of What's Going On? A fun one this week because it involves lots of angry people swearing quite a lot. 
if you haven't heard what's going on before, very simple. I've played you a clip of something confusing and chaotic, and you just have to work out what is going on. Or at least send me your best educated guess. Let's have a listen to this week's clip again to remind ourselves what it sounded like. Go on! Fair play, mate. You're doing him. You're doing him. Fair play, mate. You're doing him. You're doing him. But what? <laughs> what's that? Why is there honking? Obviously, there was lots of swearing in that that's been bleeped out. Very, very angry people. But why? What's happening? We've got some guesses in. Toby says, I'm really worried about this, Alec. Is this two people doing the, do the dirty in public? I heard someone at the beginning of the clip shouting, go! Then someone shouting, you're doing him! And then a bus hooting. The only image I can think of is two people in public, in the middle of the road, blocking all of the traffic, having the time of their lives. And then this big argument breaks down because they're blocking the road. I hope for all of humanity that you're wrong. Toby, bad news for humanity. You're absolutely right. It's two people doing it in the middle of the road. Well done. You've got the, the answer on what's going on correct. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. That's the end of the show. Uh, no, no, he's, he's wrong. That's not the answer. Thankfully for humanity and, and everyone else. I wouldn't, I wouldn't play that on the radio. That would be weird. So it's not that, but a nice guess. But no, I don't think they're they're doing that in public. Although, maybe not a million miles off. Emma says, this is a situation I know very well. It's a classic argument between someone trying to use a, a cheaper Zip Oyster card for kids. But it's not their Oyster card. It belongs to their younger sibling. So the bus driver's trying to throw that person off the bus. The people behind them in the queue are, excuse me, are complaining because they're holding up the queue. You've got a ticket inspector there asking them to give their mobile number to pass on to the police. And then someone in the queue saying to the bus driver, fair play, mate, you're doing him, you're doing him for not letting them on the bus. I know that sounds quite confusing, but teenager, wrong oyster card, fight. That is the headline. (laughs) That is a beautifully constructed message from Emma. Thank you very much. If you're not from London, that might not mean a lot to you, but basically, Oyster cards are what you use to get on the bus and the train. But if you're at school, you get a zip card, which is like an Oyster card, but it's green. And it means you can get the bus for free and you can get the tube for a very, very heavy discount. It's amazing. I miss mine every day. And yeah, people would try and borrow someone else's zip card to get on the bus for free and stuff like that. But the bus driver doesn't always let it happen. And that is what Emma thinks is taking place in that clip an argument on a bus we've all we've all seen it when bus drivers and someone gets on and they're having a bit of a a balmy but on this occasion you're wrong there aren't any buses involved directly in this there is an argument but it's not about oyster cards that's for sure but thanks for having a crack emma and harry again people coming up with bus related answers harry thinks it's an argument between a guy and a girl at a bus stop I'm confident it's in England because of the accents. It sounds like it's raining as well. I think the guy and the girl are arguing about something unrelated to the clip itself. And that involves the girl needing the guy's mobile number, maybe for insurance purposes. Here is where the twist comes though. The guy in the argument has another guy in a headlock during all of this. That's what the fair play mate, you're you're doing it, is coming from. There's a spectator saying to the guy in an argument with the girl, Fair play, mate. You're doing it without the guy he has in a headlock. Oh, my God. My brain. It hurts. I'm too tired for this. Then the hooting, Harry says, is the bus trying to work out if these people are going to get on the bus or not. (laughs) I mean, that is chaos. That is more chaos than the reality, I think. Harry has sort of identified a lot of the key players and actually the general vibe, I think, quite well. But it's not, not quite right. They're not by the side of a bus stop and it's not raining. What's actually happening is it's people in the hard shoulder on the motorway. There's a couple of cars in the hard shoulder. There's, I think, a guy, his girlfriend, and another guy that they're arguing with. 
They're having a big argument, a bit of a fight as well, like physical. They're pushing each other. Meanwhile, someone else is filming it. The guy who says, you're doing him. He's the random spectator that's filming this fight that's happening at the side of a motorway. The noise that sounds like rain is all the traffic going past at speed. Like, they're nearly getting hit by cars and lorries left, right and center. They're getting hooted at because they're in the way. They're in the carriageway. Absolute shambles. Really, really dangerous, actually. And that is what you are listening to on what's going on this week. It's loads of people having a physical fight in the hard shoulder of a motorway somewhere in England. Let me tell you what motorway was it actually. It was, it was the uh, the M50. Oh no, the M20. Sorry. So there you go. There's your answer if you're a fan of motorways. And that's what's going on for this week. I think I'm about out of time. Thank you so much for listening. It's always appreciated. Um, it's been nice having you with me in my upstairs room with loads of boxes everywhere podcast as usual will be out very soon it's called alec feldman the podcast and it's just the whole show without the songs miles Bukowski's coming up next on wizard radio i'll see you next week and this is h and learning curve there goes another episode of alec feldman the podcast wasn't that some great content come back next week for more audio-based fun Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.